I'm Kyle. Okay, here's where y'all are so wrong because y'all are idiots. And I'm Drew with a U. As the boss of this podcast, I'm going to say... And I'm Handsome Drew. Technically, the rules say dogs can't play. Wait, no, no. There's nothing in the rule button that says dogs can't play. Yeah, that's what I just said. And this is not... And this is not... And this is not... This is not the podcast you deserve. Welcome to episode 111 of Not the Podcast You Deserve. This is our breakdown of She-Hulk episode 3. Don't think about the fact that this episode is dropping, I don't know, probably three days after episode four hits Disney+. Plus. We just don't have, we don't have the ability to push our recordings back to Wednesday night. And if we did, we'd be one behind. Who's got time for that? I'm Kyle. We're here with the Drews. One spells the name with you. One is supposedly handsome, but also rocks a mustache. So do with that what you will. Uh, you we're talking She-Hulk. Both that I'm handsome <laughs> and that I Episode three. She-Hulk episode four comes on in like less than 12 hours, uh, which I'm pretty excited about. Um, we got to get something out of the way here early, guys, um, which was the, I don't know if I've laughed harder in a Marvel movie or a TV show than when Megan the Stallion showed up in the courtroom <laughs> of this yeah. episode and then the post credit scene with her and She-Hulk uh, twerking. I was like, you know what? The... Marvel leaned real hard into the campiness <laughs> with this show, and I'm here for it, and I don't care that other people aren't. Um, so yeah, uh, I really enjoyed this episode. Some of the key takeaways. Uh, Wong's cameo uh, was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, and I love that before his cameo, she stops, she's driving the car, she takes her hands off the wheel and looks into the camera and says, I know what you're thinking. Yeah, I know you're excited to see Wong. Uh, which, at this point... She doesn't know who Wong is because her <laughs> paralegal is researching Wong and found his Tinder profile or LinkedIn profile. But it breaks the fourth wall. She's like, oh, don't worry. This isn't just a cameo show. Just we had Bruce Banner and uh, Tim Roth's character and then now Wong. And we know Daredevil's coming soon. So, uh, yeah, that's the biggest takeaway for me was we got Wong again. You can never get too much Wong. The reason for having Wong in there was silly and didn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, but I enjoy seeing Wong all the time. More Wong in our life. That's this the motto we live by in NTPYD. I'm also now confused as to where this falls in the timeline. Uh, Listen, this Kyle, is... I'm going to need you to ask less questions about this show because... <laughs> That's a good it's, point. You're probably it's, right. <laughs> it's not going to answer them. But what it will give <laughs> us is a really funny look at how a Sorcerer Supreme views the American legal system, which is with not much... Regard, <laughs> and no, I love yeah. that. I love that there are fish to fry. real wor- real world ramifications for his actions, but he's dealing with interdimensional ramifications. <laughs> so he's like, can't be bothered to show up on time, which I thought was kind of a nice yeah, touch. I, I did love the one line of like the one dude who literally has no commute can't show up on time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude, she's great. I love her. Yeah, she's killing it. She's carrying the show on her large, wide green shoulders. <laughs> Speaking of her large, wide green shoulders, I don't know if this was just me or maybe the TV I was watching it or what, but did the CGI of She-Hulk look different in this episode to you? Not For, to me. I I don't I was... know. I could have just been watching it like in a dark room or like bad TV or whatever, but like for some reason I remember a couple times being like, Ugh, it looks like they kind of 
ran out of money on this one. I don't know. We're like yeah. hurry. <laughs> it looks like they put a lot of effort into the CGI in episode one, which was basically all right. CGI. And so I, there were just a couple of cutscenes where they were like, and quickly to her, I was like, right. She looks kind of fuzzy. <laughs> yeah. I think you definitely see more of her doing stuff instead of just walking down the hallway or like her twerking for a full scene in the, a well-lit office. Like, that's going to be a lot harder to cover up any mistakes than her carrying some water coolers at night. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I just love this show. Ah. I love CGI for this show. Uh, uh, did you all notice that uh, Titania, they were talking about her on the news, <laughs> she's an influencer yeah. and says her, her legal team will get her out of this. She's the a fact that made her an Instagram influencer. influencer. Yeah, <laughs> that is so funny. That uh, is so funny. I was just looking at a couple of reviews, and everybody is just trashing this show. I mean, it's bad. <gasps> no, really? Oh yeah, like IMDb, it's all twos and threes, and just real bad. And everyone's yeah. like, "Why does this exist?" Uh, but one point that somebody made was, why, why did the parole board freak out when Abomination turned into Abomination? They're the parole board at a supermax <laughs> supervillain prison. Like, this, they should be expecting this kind of stuff to happen every second of every day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Like, uh, no, I, I think that this show got review bombed uh, before it even released because there's a bunch of people... Saying, why are you making our heroes female? Why does everything have to be about girls these days? Which this episode put in there uh, with all of, the, all of the comments on the YouTube page, which I thought was really funny. Yeah. It was a really nice touch of realism. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I so thought... I don't know if all those rankings are true or not, or if they're the real... Just I, know, I know the CGI is not great, but... Angry, lonely men on the internet. Yeah. 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 I, I liked... A touch of realism when they bring on She-Hulk for the TV or the uh, news channel, and they're like, "And up next, She-Hulk tells us her dieting tips." Yeah, and she's just like, "What? Wait, what? Yeah, yeah." <laughs> There's some that great touches, great some great just asides and bits, like uh, Abomination's eight wives. Yeah, yeah. eight His seven soulmates. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His better seven eighths. That yeah. was a hilarious bit. The, the thing that I like about it is that I think it has good self-awareness that a lot of Marvel maybe doesn't have because there was uh, a time in there where they were like, if we're not making a giant epic, then like we're not doing our jobs right. Uh, sure. And then they made Guardians of the Galaxy that was like, hey, guys, this can't be that type of a movie. This has to be really tongue-in-cheek and poke fun at itself and be really loose. And then... She-Hulk feels like that. They're like, hey, this needs to be a little bit looser, a little bit lighter, a little bit funnier, and doesn't have to be this giant, like, we're going to set up this huge bad guy, and then they're going to punch each other in the face a lot. And I don't know if that's what people are just expecting from Marvel all the time, but when you try to force something to be that that shouldn't be that, you get the Eternals. And (laughs) Whoa, whoa, whoa. And so Uncalled I like that this for. movie is, you know, or show is at least owning the fact that he's like, we're, we're looser, we're campier, we're funny, not everything has to be the most serious. Like, the big crux of this one was defending Abomination on parole, and then a guy getting 
as Guardian catfished. And yeah. that was so funny. That's great. <laughs> that yeah. B storyline was great. And that their defense is proving he's actually that stupid that he would believe it. Yeah. <laughs> that was a great scene. And also them at the diner when they're talking about when they're talking about how to get how to prove that that guy's an idiot. And she just kind of pokes her head and she's like, the A, the a and the B story meet. Yeah. I was like, wow, that's great. Because I think a lot of times, like when, when you watch a TV show or a movie or whatever, and they do connect storylines, I'll be like, oh, I see what you did there. But I've never had someone poke their head up and be like, did you see what we did here? <laughs> <laughs> Which I really enjoyed. I thought that was great. Uh, I think I'm now going to start counting every uh, throwaway legalese term that they just... Sprinkle in there because I think they're like, this is what you want, right? They just said <laughs> diplomatic immunity in the last episode. And it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know that from Lethal Weapon. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I'm just wondering how many things they're just going to kind of lightly toss in there. And I'm sure they're using them correctly, but they're like, yeah, you stupid viewer. Yeah, this is what you want. <laughs> Are you sure they're using it correctly? Because you could. You could give me ten legal words and you made up eight of them, and I get to figure out which two are real. There's no chance. Habeas corpus. I I feel like we're half an episode away from getting a. You can't handle the truth. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You want me on that wall? Uh, Who do you think those bad guys were at the end that were trying to steal her blood? Ah, yes, the main kind of behind the scenes, but the actual real story the show is hinting at. Um, I'm going to guess. Man, I really thought something was going to come to me. Oscorp? <laughs> Oscorp question mark? Yeah. Drew, did you have a, did you have a guess? Uh, I think it could relate back to your first supposition from the first episode when you talked about they were defending a like big corporation. Um, oh, yeah. Could be like Roxxon or Oscorp or something like that, that kind of told that other law firm hey go hire her like keep her around like and then they've got some some nefarious dealings going on in the background as they try to kidnap her and steal her blood and her powers and weaponize people my first thought was who all knows that the blood of bruce banner creates a hulk besides bruce and now jennifer walters Um, we've only seen it one other place before well which would be uh, abomination Thunderbolt Ross, and then um, what's his face? The guy that has three names, John Henry David, or something like that. Yeah, who is the leader? Uh, my first thought was the leader, who knows. Hey, this is how you can make Hulk be from two thousand and eight. Hulk, Incredible Hulk, um, when he gets blood dripping into his head or whatever, and his head grows large. He's yeah, Mister Blue. Tim Blake Nelson. I don't think That's he's Mr. Name. Blue. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you were wrong. Tim no. Roth was in that movie, but he was not. Um, no, I'm Oh, he was... Yo, you're right. Okay, so he was Mr. Blue in The Incredible Hulk. Yes. I think you're talking about Mr. Blue from Reservoir Dogs. No. Which I'm pretty sure was Tim Roth's character. Maybe not. No, that's uh, Okay, I'm no, trying to I'm talking about... Now. Yeah, when you said Mr. Blue a couple weeks, I was like, I don't think he's yeah. talking Tim about Tim Blake Nelson, person. who plays Mr. Blue, you know, Edward Norton's online in the Incredible pen pal. Hulk. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Oh, which that's a fun Easter egg because Tim Roth was in Reservoir Dogs. Never mind. Here we go. Continuing. Um, he's the only person I know that knows that Bruce's blood does that. Ryan Airy brought up a good point in his video. Uh, what if the Kingpin is behind it all? Uh, that would be fun linking all of the TV shows together with Kingpin. It makes sense. Um, yeah. 
and would explain that why would Daredevil sense. would show up eventually as well. I think Daredevil's going to be on the run or uh, looking for Echo. Was my thought. Oh. Uh, he's trying to find the girl, but mm-hmm. that I don't actually know why he would be doing that unless he's trying to find Elektra. I don't know. Yeah, mm. that could be why Daredevil gets brought in is because Kingpin's around. Yeah, um, I mean that's a far way away for Kingpin and Daredevil to travel for no reason. So. Listen, I don't know any of She-Hulk's villains, but I just did a quick Google search for, like, who could it be? And I, I don't know how this character ties in or has anything to do with it, but I want Man-Elephant to end up in this show. <laughs> this is essentially if Abomination had an elephant head. <laughs> Google it. We need I it. To. I need it in my show. I, I do love how lazy they get with some of the names. Man-Elephant. <laughs> Like, what's this his is... powers? Well, his man. <laughs> the head of an elephant. He was, he was bored by a radioactive elephant. This is and DC the leader. Was like, and then we have Cheetah. It's like, oh, what does she do? She's a cheetah. Oh. <laughs> okay. Just the animal. Is it uh, Batman, right? And then Spider-Man's got a villain called Man-Bat, I'm pretty sure. Yep. <laughs> Just a really big bat. He's more bat like than Batman. man, yeah. So yeah, so I think that'd be interesting to see who these goons were that were hired and who they were hired by, and why they didn't stick her in the arm in the first place before she turned green. Um, I would probably try to get that blood sample before I pissed her off and grabbed her. Uh, but that's just me. I'm no super villain. Uh, I'm excited to see who's behind all this because I have a feeling if it wasn't someone big, they would have thrown it in the first episode. The fact that they're holding it, the reveal, means that they're either going to disappoint a lot of people <laughs> or it was to hold on to a great reveal. So the show is becoming cameo-filled. Where WandaVision kind of seemed like it relied a lot on you being like, ooh, can't wait to next week to figure out who that is. Or right. Why is that Agatha's. Mephisto? Is this yeah, Mephisto? Yeah, right? You're trying to figure out where Mephisto is. I feel like this show is relying a lot on the cameos and on the... Uh, who are the bad guys? What's happening next? Why is Wong here? Um, so, but I'm enjoying it. I'm having a good time. I'm I'm not gonna cry about it. I just want to point out that Kyle nonchalantly said that he was not a supervillain, and that really makes me feel like in episode ten of our podcast, he's gonna be revealed to be the big bad behind it all. Sure. Even though we're on episode 110. <laughs> yeah, I think math has never been any of our strong suits. Um, but neither has being super villains, so you know, maybe it's Again, all been a boy. I, we're on to you. We're <laughs> on to you, Kyle. It's a red herring. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see where this goes. Is the I red herring a She-Hulk? Seven villain? hours from now, I probably, <laughs> <laughs> probably so. Uh, Crawford, do you have anything else? No, I think I, I'm excited for the red herring to show up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. Drew, you got one. No, I love it. I, I I like She-Hulk. I don't know why we're getting so much hate, but I'm just pro-feminism, pro-women. Do you want to take that one I more think, time from the I top, think, or are you good yeah. with that? No, I don't know why. <laughs> I love this show. But maybe it's just because I'm pro-women uh, in the workplace. You heard it here first. The hard you do, stance you do, do we're take taking. three, or do you think one and two are good? I can well, knowing that you're going to leave take one and two in, uh, yeah, I don't know why. I think I love the show. I just, <laughs> women are cool. Drew Allen. That's your new open. Pro Wong and pro women. That's, that's good. Bringing the hard takes. I got to leave the, the hot takes. In now. That's tough. 
Oh, okay. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of Not the Podcast You Deserve. We'll catch you next week as we break down episode four.